0: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the Crypto Creamers and today we're featuring the Kobo Vault. It is a Chinese manufactured hardware wallet and I'm here with the designer to talk about the design philosophy and what got him into this in the first place. Hey, how you doing? Did I if I pronounce your name correctly, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> It's okay. Li Xing or Lixing both. Li words. Xin.
0: Li xin. Okay. Yeah, Li
1: Xing. Li Xing. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Uh, it's really good here. Yeah. We got the best weather among on the year. I'm on the whole year in Shanghai.
0: Oh really? Yeah, so. I, I love Shanghai. Yeah, it's-, it's a beautiful city. I spent so many uh, I spent a couple months there. Uh what was the name of the hotel? Oh, oh my god, I was so I was so young. I was like six area. Years old. Um, it was, by, you're there? you know, the bend, like the, the where the clock ah, is. Ah,
1: the bend. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I, that, did I get that
0: right? I don't know. If yeah, actually, right. we're
1: we're quite close to that place. Okay. Only like five to ten minutes work. Then we can get to the bend. Sometimes oh, okay. we after meal we go there for a walk and come back for working.
0: Yeah, it, it was awesome. It was, uh, it was, it was different than it is today. It was back in two thousand nine, I think it was. So it was different oh, okay. than it is today. Um, okay just and, after
1: the Olympics so yeah, yeah exactly exactly and then
0: really we good. we and then we spent some time in, in Shenzhen of course obviously you have to go there if you go to China yeah yeah
1: Shenzhen amazing. we a manufacturing there a lot of manufacturing yeah, factories there and vendors it's
0: it's it's absolutely incredible so tell me a little bit about yourself like what's your background what what got you into uh what got you into cryptocurrency in the first place or bitcoin
1: Oh okay. Uh, actually, I first known Bitcoin at late two thousand and nine, quite early. But I didn't really? invest too much into that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. At that time, yeah. At that time, I was uh, in my college and I was in my, in my job hunting season. So I spent <laughs> most of the time on internet. And at that time, maybe you didn't know uh, Google Reader. Have you ever used the Google Reader?
0: I have not used it that much. But yeah, Google, Google
1: Reader is a like a RSS. Uh, source. They put a different kinds of asset source together, and you can read a bunch of articles in one place. Okay. And cool. uh, yeah, at the end of two thousand nine, uh, my Google Reader feed was flooded by Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh wow. So at that time, I knew Bitcoin, but in the first place, I I kind of understand the technology there, but I don't think the consensus can be reached. So mm-hmm. I didn't touch that in the first place. Uh, then time goes to 2013, I was running a startup in Shanghai and mm-hmm. my partner, uh, he, he was from Stanford. He was from Stanford. So, uh, he came up with Bitcoin again and he reminded me that you should check this out. Mm-hmm. And that time that was my first purchase of Bitcoin.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So but it, I
1: didn't. So yeah, how, how my do you career,
0: go, Sorry. How do you go about purchasing Bitcoin in China today? Or, are you even allowed to say that?
1: okay <laughs> it's totally allowed here actually it's very strange because you cannot purchase bitcoin directly mm-hmm. you you any no companies is allowed to sell bitcoin to any people here in china okay so you have to use otc platforms to treat with other people for bitcoin and the, the most interesting part is those otc platforms are run by exchanges so mm-hmm. And the exchanges always raise a little bit price for purchasing uh, Bitcoin compared to uh, USDT. So people usually buy USDT and trade USDT into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And this is a little tricks by the exchanges here because they wanted to earn the exchange fees from USDT to Bitcoin. That's quite interesting here. Yeah, and also, also I think, Yeah. yeah, and also, I think, you know, a lot of miners here in China so uh a lot of uh, rich people uh, with uh, huge net worth uh they usually purchase bitcoins from directly from the miners because those bitcoin are the pure like clean bitcoins <laughs> rather than <laughs> yeah you know that
0: yeah so uh that's actually really interesting that you that you said that because you know i know that a lot of our uh a lot of our viewers are going to be curious you know because it you you see all the fud on the news which is like china makes yeah. you know bitcoin uh, exchange is illegal but you know it's it's like so so where does everyone get it from so now you answered that question so i love that i love that um
1: actually actually i was i was previously i was thinking about maybe maybe i should make some vlogs to show you guys what's the mining farms here looks like they're they're quite different from you guys there i think
0: so i've seen a couple of videos um Mm -hmm. like you know all i have to say is that you know like what you what you see as a farm i've I've visited a couple of farms my uncle has a massive farm um and what, what you consider big here in the united states it like does not compare to uh, the mining <laughs> operations that are going on in China, they're they're, yeah. they're like masses. Massive is an understatement. But if you could send yeah. me a video, that that'd be great. I have seen a couple in yeah. the past, and it's just mind blowing. Um, okay. So, so, uh, what got you to design the Kobo Vault? Why did you oh. feel like there was a necessity for that type of product?
1: Okay. Uh, actually, uh, previously before, uh, I, I. I purchased some Bitcoin back in 2013, but my career didn't encounter with Bitcoin after that. I was working in hardware industry and my previous company was making drones and we were invested by Snapchat. And after that, I left that company. And Kobo, Kobo is a big company here in China. Mm-hmm. Kobo is founded by uh, Discuss Fish who's also the founder of F2 Pool. You must know that F2 of Pool course. one of the biggest mining pool country in the world. So he founded Kobo and uh, uh, they do wallets here in China. Kobo mainly do wallets here in China and the Southeast Asia countries. Mm-hmm. They mainly do custodial uh, wallets here. So at that time, uh, the founder of Kobo also thinks that uh, there is a big opportunity for hardware and uh, they found me. So they like they incubated me. Uh, One is I have hardware background. I know how to design product. And uh, my previous company also uh, do global marketing around the world. So I know how to interact with, uh, because hardware in China, hardware is a very, very small market because most people put their crypto, Bitcoin, different kinds of coins in exchanges. And also they are familiar with custodial services. So very few people use hardware words for Bitcoin here in China. So they asked me to set up a company. So we design and we make the Vault. and also currently we're doing global marketing for Cobolbot mainly uh, United States and the Europe is main uh, target countries currently for Vault. So uh, here I'm running like a separate supporting the company aside from Kobo, uh running for Vault. Yeah, this is mainly in the background.
0: So um, I have two questions from that. So w- what mm-hmm. did you say was your educational background again, like specifically your degree?
1: Okay, my degree was mathematics and business administration. Mathematics is my minor uh, major, and uh, business administration was my, uh, my main major. And my working background is product manager for hardware just mainly for product design, but I don't do coding and that stuff. I only Mm -hmm. do product design and uh, user experience, this part.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, And so that's really interesting that you said that, say that because, you know, obviously the majority of Bitcoiners in the United States, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they, you know, the, especially the people that are just getting in, they use Coinbase or, you know, or Cash App and they just leave their Bitcoin in there. But like once you start to see the, the serious Bitcoiners, um, you'll start to notice that they, that they really take a lot of importance in self-custody, right? So, yes. the, you know, there's the Ledger wallet, there's the, you know, the, the cold card for the extreme, you know, Bitcoin Maximus, there's the original Trezor you know so um and i was reading i was reading a lot about the hardware market um a couple of days ago and it's expected to grow from today which is around 135 million dollars to 750 million dollars by the end of 2025 so there's definitely a lot of you know piece of the pie so to speak for you know for all these companies including you guys to compete so I'm, I'm just curious to know as to why um, in China, people don't value self-custody so much. Mm, I think
1: in China, uh, you, can, you can see that in China, the history of Bitcoin is not as long as uh, the United States or people in the Europe. So here, I think the biggest reason is that people here they they haven't gone through the big accidents like Mongox and other companies. So it's not painful enough yeah. to get the idea of self-custody and the financial sovereignty, this kind of stuff.
0: Okay. I understand yeah. perfectly. So it's just they, they haven't haven't smacked themselves on the head yet. I understand. Okay. Yeah. Okay but you're you're going to solve that product. <laughs> I mean you're going to solve that problem <laughs> with your product. Okay so tell yeah. me uh, tell me about your product. Why is it different? Why should people buy it? What's exciting about it? Give me an mm-hmm. elevator pitch. Okay. I think the most important thing for the hardware wallet is
1: air gapping your private keys. This is the this is this is the ultimate reason why you buy a hardware wallet. So I think the first thing we do also like cold card what we are trying to do is trying the best to completely air gap your, your private keys. So you can see from the product, we don't have any like USB ports, or we don't have Bluetooth. We use QR code to air gap your private key. So uh, you have your software wallet, which is a companion app. The companion app communicates with your uh, code storage with QR code. That's the most, the biggest important thing for a hardware wallet to better air your private keys. The second thing is, we, uh, if we mention two things, the second thing is we have a secure element and also we open source the firmware of the secure element. Here I want to mention we are not fully open source the secure element, but we open source the firmware of the secure element, which you can see how the secure element deals with your entropy, with your private keys, and also derive them and how to do the signing within the secure element. I think that's the biggest of two things. And also we have some other security designs like self-destruct mechanism. And also we do web authentication to prevent supply chain attack, these kind of tactics. And uh, uh, as the product is uh, used without USB cable, so it comes with a battery. So we also designed the detachable battery to prevent battery corrosion. And if for some long-term holders, they may not touch their, uh, however, several months or several years. So we also support the Uh, AAA battery. So you can use AAA battery to turn on your hardware wallet in case you come into kind of emergency to send your Bitcoin to somewhere else.
0: Amazing. So just to to recap for our audience, um, there is no USB ports on the design. So I I kind of love that. That's pretty awesome. I I I haven't seen that before. So it's never actually, you don't even have a capability of connecting it to a computer, um, you scan the the the, the seed or, or whatnot through QR. Um, let me ask you something. So, does do you, do you scan the seed from a from a native app that you guys designed, and is that native app connected to a node that you guys run personally?
1: Uh, sorry, here you mean here you. I think you're asking two questions. One is about seed creation, right? when you create your seed, your private keys, right? Uh,
0: so, like, basically, like, let me let me give you an example. So, you know how Ledger mm-hmm. Live connects to your uh, Ledger? Ah, I see. Do, do okay. you get what I'm saying? And and then if you want to send a transaction, you build a transaction on Ledger Live yeah, and I know. it broadcasts I know. from Ledger Live. Do, do you get yeah. what I'm saying? But you also have yeah. the option to connect it to Electrum if you don't want to use Ledger yes. Live? Yes, yes. So, w- yes. what I'm asking is, you know, you, you mentioned that you you scan the QR code and that's how you import the seed onto the device, is that correct? Or do you create uh, no. the seed on the device itself?
1: Uh, first, uh, first uh, the seed is created on the device itself. Okay. It never comes out from any outsource. It creates on this code storage. Okay. Yeah. And awesome. then your second question is, we also come with the, sorry, it's my son. And it comes with a companion app on your mobile phone. So you just scan them to to send a message to broadcast the transaction. And this mobile phone is connected to our own node. Mm -hmm. So it has privacy issues. You you need to trust our node. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also make this code storage compatible with Electron. So you can use this Electron and your Electron can connect to your uh, own node or we're also working integration with wasabi wallet and also blue wallet so uh, our own app is connected to our own node but you also have a choice to connect this uh, code storage to other third-party wallets open source third-party wallets which can also can be connected to your full node
0: amazing okay so you know for the less technical users you know they could use the i'm just using an analogy here you know they could use the ledger the the ledger live equivalent of kobo kobo vault but for the privacy enthusiast or the big the bitcoin maximalist, like i like to say you do or you in the future you will add support to be able to connect to electrum and wasabi and the blue wallet so that's Uh, really cool um i really yeah just just one
1: thing Currently, we support Electron with the latest firmware, one one oh version 1.1.0. 1. That's actually yeah. the
0: next question that I was going to ask. You. Uh, okay. And also, <laughs> okay, so also, I have a, yeah. I have a
1: demo, I have a demo on my Twitter. Maybe you can put the link in the description. Oh, later. Abs- absolutely. I have a demo how to use your cobalt with the Electron, and it's quite seamless, I think.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, like we, we do with all our guests, you know, whatever type of links you want me to put down in the description, we will be more than happy to do so. We'll put your website, you know, and we'll put the demo, whatever you guys want. So recently I saw on your Twitter that you guys released firmware upgrade version 1.10. Um, in, the, in the notes, it says option to switch to Bitcoin only firmware version. Compatibility yeah. with the Electrum Wallet as a watch-only wallet and micro SD transmission for large transaction data. So, could you get it? Could you get into detail a little bit about what all that means?
1: Uh, first, because I'm a Bitcoiner, so I think I I also obey the rule that the keys rule, which is keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. So, for better security, uh, the the best thing, the best choice for you is to trim down other nonsense stuff and uh, keep the minimum size of what you need to protect your crypto. So I think this is the basic rule for better protection for your crypto, uh, for your Bitcoin. Uh, and at the same time, uh, we also talk to a lot of Bitcoiners. They also have the same need, which is minimize the code base, which is also minimizing the attack surfaces for your code storage so that's why we launched a bitcoin only version firmware and with that bitcoin only version firmware one note i wanted to share here is if you upgrade to bitcoin only version you cannot go back to multi-coin version you have to stay in bitcoin version and also i just mentioned that we're also working on compat- compatibility with wasabi wallet and the blue wallet all this third-party wallets compatibility will work with the Bitcoin only version later. So the Bitcoin only version firmware is designed specifically for Bitcoin maximalists or Bitcoiners. Just like me. Yeah, so this is a Bitcoin only version. The second thing is uh, electron compatibility. Uh, Maybe you guys haven't used uh, the QR code uh, scanning features on electron but for that features (laughs) you have. Okay, you have. Yeah, so with Electron, uh, you can uh, export your uh, Xpub from your code storage, cobalt vault, into uh, Electron, and then Electron can be your watch-only wallet,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: means Electron doesn't have the private keys; it only has the addresses, mm-hmm. uh, receiving addresses and change addresses, and uh, you can use Electron to set up a transaction because Electron is connected to the blockchain. So you can use Electron to set up a transaction and the the, the transaction can uh, encode it into QR code. And then you can scan the QR code with Vault the camera here. I understand. And so, then you so, do the signing. In yeah. KoboVault.
0: So, okay, okay. So let me, hold on. Let me un, unwind that yeah, so yeah. for our okay, audience. Okay. okay. So I actually did a, a, a tutorial on how to export your uh, your pub file from your cold card to mm. the, the blue wallet because it didn't have that functionality at the time. So I did mm-hmm. a tutorial for that. So I'm kind of familiar with what you're talking about, but just for our audience, like the way that it would work was is basically you would export your pub file to Electrum, make it a watch only address. Then from the Electrum wallet, build a transaction from that transaction that's built. You would scan it from the wallet and then from the wallet, you would broadcast it to your phone, which uses your guys's node, and that would broadcast. So that no, no, no. They... no, no, no,
1: no, no, no. With Electrum, set up the transaction, and then use CobolVault to scan the transaction, uh-huh. and the Vault has the private key, so it does it does the signing work. It okay. signs the transaction with the private key here, and then here, show your sign the transaction with uh-huh. the QR code. So you can use uh, electron to scan this QR code again, and then uh, use electron to okay. broadcast the transaction. Uh, no need, no need for our app. Our app doesn't touch this transaction.
0: Oh, okay. That's really, yeah. really interesting. That's that's amazing. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. there's absolutely no SD cards or anything involved there. You know, there's just, just, just. QR codes, obviously, you know, that, yeah. that's, that yeah. opens up a little bit of an attack vector, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, not from, the, not from the perspective of the hardware wallet, but from the perspective of Electrum, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also, but here I want to mention that sometimes you have to use a SD card because uh, the information it carries with the QR code is very limited. Uh, In our test, based on the resolution of your camera and based on the resolution of your screen, in our test, usually it can only carry like eight inputs plus two outputs for an electron transaction. So if the transaction is too big, for example, if you are a miner, you have a lot of addresses collecting a lot of small amounts of Bitcoins, Mm -hmm. and then it comes with a huge uh, unsigned data, and then you need the SD card but it also never touches our app. You just export the unsigned transaction into a SD card, and we have the SD card uh, slot here in the product. So you just uh, plug in the SD card, and it also can do the signing work. And after the signing, you take out the SD card and plug into your laptop, and then use the Electron to broadcast the transaction.
0: Awesome. So not only does it have the QR code, you know, functionality, it you could also use the SD card yep. similar to how you would build a transaction with, uh, card. with the cold card. Yes, um, exactly. okay. Awesome. That's, that's really, that's really interesting. Um, I'm going to put uh, everything about the firmware down in the description as well as the demo, yep. um, as well. Yep. That the demo
1: show the whole process.
0: Okay. Perfect. It's like a, it's like a a tutorial. Um, awesome. Amazing. Okay. So I got requests from, uh, American and Canadian hardware manufacturers, specifically NVK from CoinKite. He manufactures Mm -hmm. the cold card and Zach, uh, the founder of foundation. They're currently developing. Um, they're currently developing a hardware wallet. As well, so um, you already basically answered the, the first question, which is you know they, they wanted to know what you defined open source as. You already said basically just to recap that that your firmware is open source, but your secure element is closed source. Is that correct? Is that a correct statement? Uh,
1: no, uh, the firmware of the secure element is also open source. Okay, you can you can take open you can take secure element as two parts. One is some base code which, which is realized by a SD vendor. For this part, they have their IP. We cannot open source that. The other part is the firmware of the secure element. This is written by us. So we open source this part. So this secure element is not fully open source. We open source the firmware of the secure element, also the other parts of the product because okay. uh, all the companies open source the other parts mm-hmm. even ledger open source other parts so i didn't mention that part what we do what we do for one step further is we open source the firmware of the secure element
0: okay awesome so that answers that that uh that answers the question which is basically you know what parts are closed off i think you explained it very well um Thank you. so The next question would be, how could you be rest assured that you trust your secure element vendor? Um, Are there any details that you could provide about how the secure element works? Is there a secure element data sheet? Is a data sheet that's Mm. going to be open? These are all technical questions. I don't understand them, but I'm sure that you (laughs) do.
1: Okay. Actually, we are working on open-source the data sheet. Uh, that should be done within one week. Okay. So after the data sheet, and then people will see how the secure element work and uh, what's everything, not everything, what's the, like the different parts of the secure element, this, this basic information, just like CodeCard. They also open-source the data sheet. We will also do that within one week.
0: Okay. So just to yeah, clarify and- that you will open up you know, because I think that was a really important question from them. Yes. Um, th- I, I don't understand this, but I'm sure that, you know, buyers and, and they are definitely going to be curious, but you yeah, will yeah, yeah. open source the, the secure element data sheet. Uh, awesome. Amazing. Yes. That's good yes. to hear. And also uh, one thing I wanted
1: to add here is, uh, which is not achieved by other hardware wallet vendors, uh, is that uh, if any researchers... Can sign an NDA with us, and then we can send him the development board of the secure element. Which means we can send him a raw board and a secure element installed on that board, and he can connect that board he, to his laptop, and he can do whatever test he wants to do with that s- development board of the secure element. So yeah, currently, uh, we're working working with uh, Stefan from uh, Crypto Advanced. We're talking with him. Um, because he want, he also wanted to deeply dive into that secure element. So we're talking with him to share him the uh, development board of the secure element. But I want to mention uh, NDA is needed, but the NDA is not needed by us. It's needed by the secure element vendor. They ask us to sign the NDA with the researcher who want to do further verification of the secure element.
0: Okay, great. So basically, if, um, you know, let, let's say if any of these guys wanted to, basically test your hardware they can contact you directly via via twitter which i'll also put down in the list in the description and they could get more information about you know testing your secure element so the second part of the question was um how could you trust your secure element vendor like it because i know that for example uh cold card uses um it uses a very. It uses the ATECC six <laughs> zero eight A um, secure. I mean, no, no, no. That's the. So I'm sorry. That's the chip that connects to the secure element. But what I'm trying to say is that the 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 secure elements that they use are like their well known products that you could that you could buy as a hardware manufacturer. Um, how as a as a consumer, how do we trust your secure element vendor like is he reputable? does he have a website like who is he you know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff
1: like I said, I'm okay. not
0: very technical with this stuff, so I'm sure you know more than I do
1: okay uh, here I wanted to share you uh, why we did this choice what's the trade off here so okay. uh, they choose uh, one of the giant uh chip manufacturer which is microchip and also the secure element there but the, just like ledger they also choose a huge uh chip manufacturer uh i think I, I i don't remember the name i can't recall the name but they choose a giant company but the trade-off here is if you choose a giant, com- giant company you are not allowed to open source the firmware of the secure element, even though that's written by the hardware wallet vendor, you cannot open source that. They don't have that kind of flexibility. So here the trade off we do is, we choose a relatively small SE vendor, which is still one of the biggest, the top two uh, SE vendor here in China. But the benefit we got from them is they give us the flexibility that we can open source the firmware of the secure admin. So here's the trade-off.
0: And could, uh, the question could, was... You could open source sorry. part of the firmware, correct? Yes.
1: If we choose a giant company, we're not allowed to do that. So here we think transparency is more important. So we choose a relatively small one, but still the top two SE vendors here in China and then we, we can open source the firmware of the security
0: okay, and so
1: we trade off between the big names and the uh, and the, the open source of the firmware
0: I understand the tra- yeah. and uh, so it, and just to recap um, yeah the, the you know, question I didn't
1: answer the question completely. I think the question is how we trust the SE vendor okay so yeah. sorry actually actually from our side we did uh, one of the design principles of our product is we need to minimize the trust. So, uh, we, don't, we don't want to put fully trust, like 100% or 1000% trust on a secure element and don't do any verifi- verification on a secure, secure element vendor. What we did is we do verification on them. So, we check the genuity, we check the legitimacy of the secure element and then we use that secure element in our product. And also, as I mentioned, we can, uh, if somebody, if a researcher can sign an NDA with us, we're okay to share the development board of the secure element to that researcher, which means we allow the community to verify this secure element. So you, you see what's our approach. I think different companies, different vendors, they have different approach. For our approach, we choose a relatively small vendor, but we can maximize, we can try to maximize the transparency with them. We can ask the community, the community can help us to verify this. You don't need to trust our verification. You can trust it by yourself if you're a researcher.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, um, I think that eventually, I think that eventually, uh, you know, someone's going to audit this. Right. A a, a recent article came out, um, a recent article today. Let me see if I could share it. Uh, Yeah. So like a recent article came out today, you know, about. uh, I don't know if you. Okay, could you see my screen? Yes, ledger yeah Okay, perfect. So this recent article came out today. You know, it's just it's basically what you're saying. You know, I think that the community will eventually audit your guys's pro- uh, product, and like you said, if yes. anyone in specific, they could sign an NDA with you with you guys with the company to audit it. But this basically says that there was a vulnerability in the M- MK2. I would like to point out that this is an extreme case, and the author himself said specifically that not only did the MK3 version of cold card fix this, but it would cost over two hundred thousand dollars to even pull off this kind of attack. So I just wanted to show this really quickly to our uh, audience members just mm-hmm. to basically show that, you know, eventually what um Lix how do you say your name again? I'm so sorry, Li-xing. Li-xing, um Kobo Vault product will eventually get audited. Um, people are going to, you know, they are going to attack it, you know, because that's just how, that's just yes, how this yes. community works, right? Yeah. So also,
1: that's how we improve our product.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like Bitcoin, you know, the reason that Bitcoin yeah. is so strong yeah. is because it just keeps getting punched by everyone. Yes. Um, yes. Awesome. So the next, uh, the next question would be is why did you guys decide to build on Android instead of f- uh, firmware in MicroPython or Rust? And NVK specifically says um, that it's impossible to make Android secure. What is your response to that?
1: Mm. Actually, because we have a camera, you know, we have a camera to scan the 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 QR code. So uh, if, uh, explain that in a layman's words is that uh, if you wanted to trigger a camera or you wanted to drive a camera to do the whole thing, you need a strong system. You need a strong uh, CPU to do all this stuff. So it's almost impossible to do that with MicroPython. It has okay. to use some kind of system like Android or Linux. Actually, our choice was between Android and the Linux. So we choose Android because the development cost is lower. So we choose Android. And here to answer MVK's question about Android security, actually, if you, actually, our Android system is also customized. It's not like a... Uh, raw Android system from Google It's customized. So we trim down the attack surfaces of the Android system And also we will open source the code of the Android system later So later. also yeah. it can be verified. Yeah, awesome. currently we are doing code auditing for the Android system code Later we will open source this part
0: too. Okay, so just yeah. to just to recap everything you will in you said in a week you will open so you will uh, open the as the secure element data sheet because yes. I know a lot of people were interested in that and eventually you will open source the the Android aspect of it and the reason that you guys chose Android is because MicroPython and Rust does not have the capability of being able to run a, a camera on the device itself is that correct Yeah. Yes,
1: and also here another reason behind why we didn't use MicroPython is that currently almost every hardware wallets they're running on MicroPython. So there's so the community needs something if you wanted to distribute your risk you have to you'd better use something which is built on something other. For example if you are building several houses for people and every house have the same base and maybe it survives a lot of hurricanes and once there's another hurricane came and all the houses may be torn down. So the point is we wanted to build something with another base and later with something like PSBT multi-signature, you can like you can take that as your using multi-signature with some kind of hardware wallets, they're totally different. So that's also minimizing your risk on relying on micro, micro Python based products.
0: So I, I want to get a little bit, I want to dig a little deeper into that. So um, yeah. so you guys do support uh, PSPT in your uh, wallet? Currently,
1: well, we're, uh, currently know. the compatibility with Electrum is not PSBT. We're okay. using the Electrum format. And currently, we're developing PSBT compatibility. And later, we will support Wasabi Wallet and Blue Wallet. We're working with them. Uh, to be compatible with these two wallets, we will use PSBT format. Awesome. But that's PSBT single signature. After we do the PSBT single signature, there are some work need to be done on Blue Wallet side. If that work is done and then it can bridge Kobo Vault and Kodokar to do PSBT model signature.
0: Oh, amazing. Amazing. Okay. That's, 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 Thank you. that's really cool to hear. Um, I would love to also get some type of, uh, roadmap, you know, so that I could put in the description. Cause there's so many, there's so much. Details, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, actually we right.
1: have a, we have a roadmap, uh, in our launch article and, uh, you can share either the launch article or just the roadmap and no the, but it,
0: the, it specifically uh, specifically because this is what you know this is what I've gotten from the community um, it's specifically about uh, you know the the for example the the release of the secure element data sheet and then the release yes. of the Android uh, you know code like in terms of like that type of roadmap you know because because uh, yeah. a lot of hardware hardware manufacturer competitors as well as buyers you know uh, especially like the bitcoin maximalists like they're the ones that are going to be the most obsessed with that this is why cold card is so successful with the bitcoin community is because it pays so much attention to detail in terms of you know in in terms of security and and the, the the reasoning behind their design and all that stuff so If you could provide a roadmap for that, that would be amazing. Of course. Of course. Great. Um, Okay. So one last question. Um, It's a little delicate, but um, the question basically, like the the way that I could phrase it is um, in, you know, it, it... the there's a rep, there's a reputation that uh, a product made in china is vulnerable to uh government intervention right um so that that was a question asked by the community i don't know if you could address that specifically but that is a concern um for like from some people mm, i think
1: um I don't have any comments on that concern, but uh what we do is trying to be as transparent as possible. Like I said, we open source the we will we will not only open source the application layer but also the system code which is Android system. And also we open source the secure firmware, secure element firmware, and also we can share the development board of the secure element to researchers. So Okay. i think the i think the thing is don't trust the verifier you don't need to trust some people telling you that products from china is vulnerable you don't need to trust that they are saying no, you no, can no, verify for, by yourself
0: for, for forgive me like this this isn't okay. like this isn't my question i'm not wondering like this is from the oh, okay. community is yeah, a community yeah, question you. that yeah, you know, know. they are they're, they're curious about what your response would be to that you know like i yeah. i i like i said I don't have a technical background when it comes to hardware design and manufacturing. So everything okay. that you're telling me right now, you know, I, I understand maybe 50% of it. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> it's okay,
1: it's okay.
0: I'm, I'm saying that, for
1: example, uh, if a random person come to me saying that product from China is vulnerable, I don't need to trust him. I, I, I wanna see that how the community is verifying this product and uh, how much open source they do. How, how transparent it is for the product, and uh, especially for the big guys. How do they do the verification there? That's the key. It's wow. not key about, yeah, we, we cannot deny that we're from China and products manufactured China. I will never lie anything on that. But what I, what I can do is make the product as transparent as possible so people can verify it don't trust just verify you don't you don't trust us you also don't trust the people who telling you that the product from china is bottom mode kind of saying you just verify or you just try you just trust people who can verify it
0: awesome amazing okay so you know um and like you said and you when you'll be in uh, in the near future this will be all verifiable uh you guys are going to release the secure element data sheet you guys are going to release the yes. the android part you guys you know if anyone wants to you know attack the you know the secure element you guys will provide that as long as they sign an nda so that's amazing thank you so much for answering that last question i knew that it was going to be very difficult but it was very it was very uh The community really wanted that question to be asked. I felt very uncomfortable asking it myself, but... It's okay. Uh, Also, I
1: feel feel happy that these questions are popping up because these questions are always in people's mind. I don't want to hide anything. I just wanted to answer those questions. And if you are not satisfied with current status of open source, you, you can hold on a little bit and buy it later after more verification and after more code and more data is shared. It's okay. But we don't want to hide anything from any people.
0: Amazing. So just to recap, guys, I'm going to put all the information down in the description. You could find Mr. Mr. Li, Li, Xing. Li Xing on twitter oh my god i'm so bad i'm so sorry i'm, I'm i keep mispronouncing it's okay it's name. okay no
1: worries it's not um, easy for like foreigners to pronounce chinese Li Xing, names. Li Xing.
0: Li Xing. Um, guys yeah. so i actually took a little bit of chinese uh, i mean sorry of mandarin and um my 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 mandarin name is ni Ke apparently ni Ke, yeah and i know how to say one phrase which is ni hao wo Yao Pinguo which means Hi, I want an I want apple. apple. <laughs> yeah. That's basically, uh, no, and then E, ah, uh, she should, something. I don't know. I, I think I know how to count to three. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, listen, man, um, It's it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for answering these uncomfortable questions. Um, I feel okay. terrible asking them, but the community no requested them. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. I know it's like eight in the morning over there, and you, you mentioned that you had a child. Uh, how old is he, by the way? Two years old. Two years old. So oh my God. I'm my early riser. No worries. So, so he he, you already had you have two jobs going on right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, listen, man. Thank you so much. Um, I'm gonna put thank all you, the details Jay. down in the description. It sounds like an amazing wallet. Um, it, it the fact that it doesn't have a USB port that that really really interests me because you know one thing about the cold card I, I use but I have every single wallet I'm gonna buy a cold a cobalt wallet too just just because I like collecting them. Um I have a treasure, I have a treasure T, I have a Ledger, I have a Ledger X, I have cold card I, I didn't get that cold card MK2, but I do have like four MK3 cold cards. Um I've used them all just to test them. Uh, experiment. I do multi sig. I use uh the Casa multi sig product. I just did a, a, a podcast with the Unchained guys. I use their multi sig products. So I test everything and I will test this product. I'll absolutely buy it. It completely interests me. Thank you. Um, thank you. It, it, it's, it sounds amazing. And I think that your rationale, um, a lot of the things that you're saying, based on my limit, limited knowledge of hardware design, it sounds extremely logical and extremely reasonable. And our viewers are going to really appreciate uh, the fact that you answered all these questions. Um, the last question, and it is crypto creamer tradition, and you have to answer the question, is what okay. is your favorite ice cream flavor?
1: Oh, ice cream. Yeah, I think I'm not an ice cream guy, but no, no, I'm no, no, deeply no, no, no. influenced don't by my answer. wife. We
0: people have tried so, that before.
1: <laughs> okay, so my favorite is durian gelato.
0: Could you could you say that a little bit louder? Your mic is a little off.
1: Du- durian gelato.
0: Durian gelato. Okay, what yeah, what is which that? Which
1: is influenced? D- durian is a kind of fruit. Like oh. Southeast Asia countries, they kind of oh, they have wow. this kind of fruit. Durian gelato
0: yeah green yeah. gelato that is very unique that's really cool i want to i definitely want to check that out cool cool you cool. should you it
1: should it's very special i'm deeply influenced by my wife yeah she <laughs> likes that
0: and
1: yeah i also take the same as her
0: we have an expression here which is happy happy wife happy life <laughs>
1: yeah i know that
0: <laughs> so yeah. um listen man my dude, thank you so much for your time. Um, again, I'm so sorry about these, you know, questions. It's just the community really okay, wanted no worries, to know.
1: No worries. I'm, I'm super happy to answer these tough questions. I think this is also bring more transparency into our product and also our company. Yeah, I'm also very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm super happy. Yeah, cool. um, you don't need to worry about them um, few offended or something nothing I, I i'm happy to answer those tough questions i'm very happy uh,
0: we, we really appreciate that as a community that you say that um so thank you so much guys for watching another episode of the crypto creamers if you guys want to buy the cobalt vol- uh cobalt cobalt vault, vault wallet you could uh, click down the link in the description. And if you want to find out about any other of the topics that we discussed in today's podcast, it will also be linked down in the description. Thank you so much for your time, my dude. And we will catch you guys in another episode. See you guys later.